So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this special edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. And I have here with me, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm fantastic, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, we're having a special edition again. Uh, we Our guest is uh, from Europe, and so for the time change, uh, we're recording this and uh, uh, be posted up on the weekend. So uh, sorry that we don't have the chat room open for questions. Uh, but we'll do our best to ask questions that uh, make sense or something. Uh, something. Uh, but it is—it's kind of fun for variety for it to be daylight while I'm doing this. It's—it's it's kind of cool. And and daylight it is. It's very bright and beautiful here. Lovely. Yeah. So I've got the blinds open and watching the squirrels eat and fun. Um. So as usual, we'll we'll give a brief shout out to our friends over at Inner Child. And uh, Inner Child Magazine just heard from Janet this morning. Things are coming along well over there. I uh, hope you'll check them out at uh, uh, innerchildmagazine.com. A uh, great group of folks, and this is an incredible thing, this magazine they've got going. Absolutely, indeed it is. And an incredible thing our guest has going as well. An absolutely incredible thing. Something called the uh, Big Hug and I'm a big fan of hugging, so I'm, I'm sure this is going to be fun. Uh, we have with us um, Sylvia Clare, is it? Claire. Claire? Claire. Claire. Hi to everybody. Hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm happy that you let me talk about the big hug. I'm really happy. That's, oh, that's wonderful. So Normally I would ask, um, who on earth are you and what do you do? But I think I'm going to ask instead, uh, what on earth is big hug? <laughs> you never did a big hug. <laughs> well, the big hug was um, really a vision that I had many, many years ago when I was in a concert from Michael Jackson. He gave in Hamburg in 1988. And um, we, the audience, and maybe 70,000 persons in the moment, were so full of love to this, to our idol. And he I don't know how he made it. He was four hours on the stage, and he was always returning back. <laughs> he came again on the stage all the time, and the love flows so much. It was so big and so huge, lightful love in this stadium. It was visible, I think, for everybody. And so there started a vision in my inner space that said, well, this is love. This is really great, and this should be in the whole world. And I saw how people all around the world will, um, can gather standing hand in hand and make the big embrace around the world that I call Big Hug around our planet. Oh, wow, that was so amazing. It was incredible. So I stood there, I think, six weeks high, just like a person on drugs. <laughs> it was all love. And this was in 1988. And nobody gave it a chance in that time. Ten years later, I was living in Ecuador as a professional uh, holistic healer. And I started again to talk about this vision. And in Ecuador, people understood. But we haven't had the Internet in that time. And they told me, well, we can make it in Ecuador, but not in the whole world. And so we made the human... Um, we called it Humanidad 2000. That was 
an event where people came together with a fantastic meditation about love and light and how this love and light grows around the planet and how it comes into every heart and how people feel better and brighter and happier. We filled a stadium in Guayaquil with this fantastic meditation, thousands of persons. It was great. And now, since 2008, I'm talking about this vision online in different social networks. And many people say, well, that's great. That's what should happen. We give each other our hands around the planet and we say, well, this is hugging each other and hugging also the world, hugging our planet and give peace and love and understanding to everyone. Just like like in '69, no? <laughs> 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 Woodstock. But um, complete, completely from Canada to Chile, in one human chain. This is the dream. This is the vision. And in the last months, there appear different countries who say, "We will also want to make a human chain, just like Pakistan, just like Australia, just like Russia." Argentina, different countries who say that this idea is great. We will adopt it. We will make the same. This is what is happening now. But we want to do it the 1st of May in this year. And I need so much more contacts and people who like to organize it in their town. You can see it on the website. There is a route that we think that should be followed. And the website is three times W dot big hug as one word minus two thousand twelve dot D E for Germany Deutschland D E. And there you can find the route and the route will show you from Canada to Chile to Chile all the countries that we like to um, come through. And in the point of contact, you can see how many countries are already in contact. And you will see we need so much more. <laughs> From Canada to Mexico, <laughs> there is no one who told me until now, yes, yes, we will make it, we will make it really. Many people tell, tell me, yes, that's great, I will be there. But to take the responsibility to make the organization, mm -mm, I don't have time, I don't have the friends, I don't have the contacts. So if this human change will happen on the 1st of May, we need so much more help. And if it will not happen, well, of course we have made a good work to spread the word, uh, to spread the idea, to spread love. And maybe the next time it will happen. You should get in contact with the 99% movement. Yes, I did. Because if somebody parts, can spread information, they can spread information. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, but it and seems that they don't think in love. They think in fight. <laughs> because they are all arguing. They don't have the love in their heart until now. And that's what I think is the point uh, where, they, are, where that, they don't agree. I'm going to argue that. Um there's been absolutely no violence as far as yes. I've seen yes. from ninety nine percenters. Um well so, I don't know them from I don't know them in the United States, but from Spain they know about the event and in Germany also and there is no contact um, with no reply from them. They no interest. We'll have to see if we can get you hooked up with some of the ones in the uh Occupy Love group and some of those other ones that we have over here. Um, and just to reassure everybody, the website, uh, again, is uh, bighug-2012.de. Uh, and it, when you arrive on the front page, it'll uh, be displaying German, but they, the page is translated into English and Spanish and Italian. Um, just look down the left side for your language and click. And, and Russian. All right there. <laughs> yes, and Russian. Yes. Uh, this is a truly international um, project that you've embarked on. 
Yeah, it is now international because people are connecting to me and saying, well, we want to do the same in our country. But the vision about the long human chain that needs more or less 30 million people gathered hand in hand, from you can imagine, from Canada to Chile. This is incredible. We think we use the Pan-American highways because they are the direct connection. And if it is possible, I don't know. You live in your country and you can ask the authorities if it is possible to use this Pan-American highways. And the imagination about the result of this human chain is that we will find more peace inside and outside. Just two minutes ago, before we started our speech, I have seen that there are preparations for a second and for a third world, world war now. I have saw I, I have seen it some months before from Russia. They told us there are some preparations for a third world war, and I didn't believe it. And now I see the same information in English from a person in the United States who has his own uh, television program. I don't know his name. I just saw him a few moments before. And I think when we are gathered as a humanity in one power, there will be no possibility to make a third world war because we don't want it. And if we feel in our inside that we are peace, we are love, we are the whole, whole humanity in one, how do they others? How do others can make war? I, I I cannot imagine war when we are in love. I'd certainly agree with you there. Uh, I think uh, I know they're rattling their sabers, but I don't think they're going to have much success. I don't think very many people are going to go along with it. No, I would say that um, I would say that it's just not going to happen. You would raise us had enough. <laughs> yeah. We um, don't want it. That's that's for sure. See, the yeah. trouble with war is that you need people to show up. Mm-hmm. You need people to fight. Mm-hmm. And with this ability that we have to communicate with each other and understand that that guy over in that other country is just another human being who needs to eat and sleep and you know is capable of love and hate and has a family that he needs to feed and is just like me and you, um, right. why would I show up to fight him when mm. there's nothing worth fighting him over? And I think that's that's the big key is that, you know, I mean, they have to they have to be able to convince people that there's a valid reason. And yeah. at this point in time, there's not many human beings that can that can actually look at the world and see, you know, a valid reason for, you know, Mass mm-hmm. murder, which mm-hmm. basically is what war is. Right. It's mass murder. Anywhere you, any way you look at it. I don't care if you're sanctioned by the government to shoot somebody. That doesn't make it right to kill. Right. And people are waking up to that. So I think it's just a, it's just a matter of time before human beings go, ah, no. <laughs> you want me to go where? I'm sorry. I'll be at the beach. It's yeah. Not- imagine there will be war and nobody participates. <laughs> That's exactly right. it. The war that nobody show up for. What, right. if, what if they had a war and nobody showed up? Oh, so that's the word in English. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to talk about also then what is the objective of Big Hack 2012. The basics of the event is the ever-present desire to ensure that all people in our world, regardless of origin and race, can live happy, equal lives. So when we stand together hand in hand... This will be between poor and rich, between black and white, between Spanish and English speaking. This will be between all the different opposites that we know, but with the equal life rights, the rights to live equally. <laughs> I don't know if I can express it well. And the fundamental rights are that we are born with basic rights of love, protection, nutrition, growth, healing and fulfillment of our needs, 
It's up to society in which we live to guarantee the same. And who is the society? We. And however, we need to be dear about who is the society, you know? We are society. We create our world out of our intentions, emotions, dreams, visions, and ideas. And if we are together in one with such wonderful visions and ideas, it will create a better moment. It will create more than a moment. As I see it in my vision, and I hope millions will see the same thing, we are able to change our world in the moment when we are all together. And what I see in my inner space is that the media, the big uh, medias, just like CNN and others, will cap this moment and will present it to the rest of the world and they can cap the moment also. And this is great. <laughs> there will be a big change inside of everybody. And I hope so much that this can move them. This can make a better society step by step. And I like the, the point that you made that uh, about who is society, mm-hmm. that, that, that we're society, right. that it's not some... Uh, not some abstract thing. It's we the people right. uh, that make up society, and uh, uh, and I think that people are beginning to feel that uh, power again. Yeah, this is the '99 movement, also. No, we feel yeah. that we are the power. You're right. Yeah, right. And that's and that's my, exactly website, what it's about. In my website, I have written at some point. In this way, a system was created which fragmented our society and our forces have been shattered. Only a few people of the billions, it is guaranteed and permitted to live really true to all that fundamental rights. And the 99%, (laughs) that's what we are. We don't have the same rights, although we have the same birthrights. Because when we think about our roots, about our source, where do we come from? We are spiritual beings in a in a physical body. Who is our creator? Who is our sense, our source, our what, what is our being? We are spiritual, and God is divine, and due to the divinity, we are His His creation. <laughs> we are part of God of the of the divinity, and we are the creators of this whole mess that we are living in. And we can change it also. Only the consciousness has to be awakened and has to be um has to understand that this is possible. We are the society. We are the one who make the change. And so we can make it in love on first of May in this year. And there will be other gatherings, many, many other gatherings in this year where we can show up what we really want to do, and who we are, and what we can, what we are able to present. Together we induce a happy uh, happy change, no? Absolutely. The world population does not accept anymore to live with these differences. And it's um, a revela- how do you say, revelation? Yeah, revolution. A revolution. Mm-hmm. And also we won't wait no longer for political changes because our politicians can't accomplish. We don't yes. we have to manage it, no? Yes, absolutely. That's that's the one thing I constantly harp on people about is that you cannot sit on your keister and wait for the government to fix shit for you. You have to get off your butt and do it right. yourself. <laughs> right. right. The thing is because it's the the mass of power has always been with the people. Yeah. It's yeah. The 99%, yeah. for example, well that's enough to carry any vote and um um uh, it it that central of power of the people starts in a direction the politicians will will follow right. just because they'll be afraid this of being left right behind. This is the right way. You you have learned also as I learned in in hospital how do you say Geschichte? Um, <laughs> I don't know in in English. Well, we learned in school how the it was um, the revolution in France, in France, yeah, French, yes. French, mm-hmm. yeah, in 1746, something like this, when people 
were so hungry they have no possibility to survive <laughs> in these circumstances and there were thousands in the street. And with the movement of the people also came the change in the politicians, not due to the politicians but due to the people in the streets. And we are the same. Only I'm a very powerful, peaceful person. I'm not able to go to the on the street and say, we have to fight against them. It's impossible for me. So in my insight came the side of a loving change, a loving power. When our hearts are filled with love, we can create a better situation. And I think you have seen it also in the information from Greg Braden and other very intelligent people that show that the heart has the big magnetic field and we have all our emotions in the morphogenetisches feld in the field (laughs) the morphogenetic field yeah thank you (laughs) so what we are sending with our heart has more power than what we are sending with our head and when our heart is filled with um, hate and fear we will create the same thing again with another face. And when we fill it with heart, with love and compassion and something like happiness and uh, awaiting a wonderful future, and so these emotions will create a better world. Well, absolutely. I, uh, I know that it's we've now been able to show with the magnetic sensors that we have that mm. when there's been large global events, the the magnetic field of the whole planet fluctuates right. when when people, masses of people, focus in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so masses of people focused in the direction of love um, and and you've, you've scheduled your big hug to coincide with Global Love Day. Yes. So uh, there will be a more... Uh, you know, coherent mm-hmm. magnetic field, really, uh, uh, because of the number of people focused on love that day. Mm-hmm. They say they say it takes only a small percentage, really, to sort of right. change the direction of the mass. One percent, yeah, one percent of the square. No, it's one one percent of the humanity. And the, do you know it exactly? The formula. I, I can't remember the formula. I, I know I, that it I can't recall it. I, yeah. I know that it it starts with one percent. Is, I think uh, the square root of one percent of the square root of square root of one percent. I think this is it. And I think that's what's. I think the Occupy movement, the the Arab Spring, the all of these uh, sea change type uh, things that we've been witnessing lately are a result of exactly that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, you know, a change in course can sometimes appear a little chaotic, right, while you're changing course, but uh, then you get on the new one and things are all right. Uh, I know some people are, of course, trying to generate fear around the idea of chaos and anarchy and, you know, we we can't have this, we must have order. And uh, uh, But we the the apparent chaos is just the beginning of a different, Order, right, I think. right. I think the same. And the outrage is all on the world. It's only the expression of what people are feeling now, because they are awakening. If there would be no awakening, there wouldn't be any outrage. <laughs> we are pushed. right. <laughs> we but are I'll, the... I'll still be going to our little jobs and take, accepting yeah. whatever the big yeah. government, you know, tells us, and that's. And I'm so happy people that are beginning to realize that the, yeah, people <laughs> no. are beginning to realize the government is mostly just people. It's just other people, mm-hmm. and, and that uh, you know, if there is some group that's trying to do something, that it's a very small in number and and nothing to worry about. You remember when um, nearly 20 years ago, or more than 20 years ago, when Germany um, started, or the east part of Germany. German Democratic Republic started to go out to the streets and say, we are the forks. We are the forks. That was great. I was living in Ecuador at the time, and I haven't seen um, the informations in the media because I was living outside in the country and had no television. 
And one time I came to to Guayaquil, the big city, harbor city of Ecuador, and people asked me, you are German, so tell me, what do you feel about this? What is happening in Germany? I said, what, what, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what happens. And so they told me what happens in the next news. I saw the wall was destroyed and people were embracing each other. And the emotion that was so fantastic ran around the world. But in that moment, I felt the same. My tears came out, and I was crying for love and luck and happiness and everything, although I was not there in that moment, not even in that time. I came later. And I imagine when we are doing such great things with such emotions, we can change so much. Absolutely. And and it was a a thing that... uh you know, so many people had been told, you know, I had been told my whole life that that was something that would never happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even just a year or two before, it would have been, it was seen as impossible. Right. And, uh, uh, but when people realize their power and, uh, and just step out in the authenticity of that power, it's amazing what can happen and how fast it can happen. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it didn't happen in the mind. It happened in the heart. And because the hearts are decided, were decided to change this living, the universe answered. And the universe answered by a person that didn't know how to react with so many people waiting there to go out of Germany, <laughs> of the old part of Germany. And only one person didn't know how to react and make the right decision for a whole country and <laughs> it's incredible because the um, Honecker I think was the name of the president he was ill and nobody wa- wanted to take responsibility and one person who took the responsibility took it in this way that people could go out and that was the chain reaction perfect how universe is working oh yeah well it's uh, it was just a, the the mass a flood of people and uh and it had it, it had i think reached the point where even the soldiers in the guard towers you know mm-hmm. but felt that it was not the right thing but when one lonely person tries to break that it's easy to follow the the way it's always been and stop them and shoot at them but when the whole town arrives when mm-hmm. the whole city arrives mm-hmm. what do you do and if the whole country do? arrives. <laughs> yeah, what, what are you going to do? Kill yeah. them all? So, you can't do that. What are you going to do when we, the people, show up? Mm. And now, if the whole world arrives, what will you do? No more war. No more crime. No more hunger. We will change our society completely from the bottom to the top. And if my best visions will come true, we won't need any financial system in the future. Because then, if there's no money in the world, we will have no poverty. We will live with our talents, and everyone gives his um, innate talents into the world, to the society. If there is a carpenter who wants to learn to be a better carpenter, he will receive the information, will receive the teaching, and will give his uh, abilities to the society and we can say him thank you for the wonderful table that you have created for us or whatever he is doing with the wood or another person who is a singer or who is an inventor of everything. Oh, there are so many things that we can achieve if there is no money uh, between us. And really, um, they've done studies that actually proves that money as an incentive stifles creativity. That when you when you um, when you use money to encourage somebody to produce, mm-hmm. then their level of creativity goes down. Uh-huh. So money is not a good incentive for people to create. Um, it's you know they've actually studied this, and it, it can be a temporary you know booster to productivity but it stifles the creativity so in the in the end there's nothing to produce cuz you're you've fallen behind 
and people have continued on. It's amazing. I think I have seen a documentary on YouTube about this, yeah. Well, my vision of the future is fantastic. <laughs> I invite everyone to be part of it. <laughs> and we can live all together in peace and harmony and in, in giving all our talents to the to the society and receiving from the others what they are and introduce no put into it. So this is a wonderful vision. I love for to work for it and you think I'm working for it so many years now. And in this year there are more respon more responses than in the first years. And I hope so much that everyone who listens now this program can help to make it come true in the USA or also in Canada or in the parts where we are looking for help, you can see it in the website, no? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, Shall we talk about the website, how to find it again? For those who have not hear, heard about the web... Con how do you say it? In oh, it? sure. <laughs> the web address, yes. and of course we'll have links on our archive, folks, but for our podcast listeners who may be far away from the screen, again, it's uh, bighug-2012.de, and um, uh, all the information is there in uh, multiple languages, uh, so no matter where you are, the information is available, and uh, uh, thank you so much. And don't... I would encourage people not to take the attitude of, well, I'm just one person and, you know, this is going to take a million people mm -hmm. to uh, make this chain up and down uh, uh, because it is quite ambitious. <laughs> uh, it is crazy. <laughs> well, but that's that's thinking outside the box. That's what we like about uh, global lightworkers. Um all right, folks, uh, we've reached just about the halfway point. We're going to take a brief break here for uh, uh, some music.
Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was Jordan Okrand, a good friend of ours here at Everyday Connection. You can find him at www.jordanokrand.com and check him out. He's got just released his, uh, a new AP, uh, and uh, you should pick it up. It's really good stuff. Absolutely. So we're back here with uh, Sylvia Clare, and, uh, and we've been talking about Big Hug 2012. Yes. So, um, tell us a little more about this Humanity 2000 thing that uh, you did in uh, that in was in Guayaquil. That was in Guayaquil. Yes, Guayaquil. <laughs> I was living there with my family. My husband has his family there, and when he knew me in Germany in 1981, he convinced me to come with him to Ecuador. I was working there as a holistic therapist. That means that I help people to um, create health in their inside so that their body can do the same. And working in this fantastic um, energy of love, because people need love to be healed, healed, um, we came also to speak about my vision of the love in the world. And so I, I had more and more persons who were interested to help me to create it in Ecuador. And it took two years, nearly nearly two years, to make the event happen. We started in 1998, and um, we spoke about the vision of love all around the world, and that we could make a human chain from one part of America to the other, from between the poles of America to let throw the energy and the kundalini of the earth <laughs> that we thought might be the Andes until I arrive um, up to the mountains in USA. And oh, we wanted to find persons all around to the other countries and Mexico and Panama and USA, but it was impossible because we had no idea of the Internet in that time. And so we considered it would be the best to make it only in Ecuador. And in Ecuador, I talked to so many different people. They were all very open and said, well, that's great, it's fantastic. Also, the different religions were very open. And I asked them to give the hands also to other religions, Catholics to Evangelics to Mormons, to whatever is going there. And that was a problem for them. They couldn't imagine that they give their hands to another religion. (laughs) It was incredible. And so I didn't speak more to the religious people. I looked for other persons. And in my consultorium, where I help people to get sane again in their mental health, I found all the persons I needed to make it happen. There were, um, how do you say it in English? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> different, <laughs> different <laughs> persons that I needed to make it public. So from the public relations, <laughs> from, right? Um, right. Uh, all, all that I needed to make the songs, the artists of the country came also came in and they started to sing and I make and the songwriting, and another one makes the music of some composition. And when we were in the studio, the sound studio, they didn't ask for money. They make it all for free. And later on, the production company from the video clip, they all made it for free. And the post-production, and everywhere we went, 
It was all for free. The whole country came together and said, we want to change and we want to make it happen. And then the um, propaganda in the uh, television and radio, all for free. And they invited me to talk about it. And then there was a very special um, priest from the Catholics. He also had his program every night. And he um, received from me our meditation text. And I made the meditation on a, um, recorded on the CD was not a, was not in that time was a cassette. Mm-hmm. He received the text and he said, "Well, this is good." And every night he spoke about the meditation that we are going to make in the first no, in the 14th of February. That was Valentine's Day, 2000. And a people ca- came. A, a Catholic priest. A Catholic priest yes. talked about a meditation. Yes. But he didn't say it held on Valentine's Day. Yes, yes, on his own TV. That's incredible. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) He was so so fantastic. Yeah, and he helped us to fill the stadium, of course. And when people came in to the stadium, they received a music show. The music show was there from the different stars that helped us to promote the event. And uh, later on, at twelve o'clock in the middle of the day all received and uh, made the hand-in-hand, hand, the human chain, and they listened all together the meditation that I have recorded first because I knew when I have thousands of persons all around, I think I will flow away. <laughs> I cannot lead them, really, <laughs> because the energy is very strong, very, very, very strong. And then 15 minutes, I think, took the meditation. And when we were, when we took ground again, and people were all so happy. And my son, he had 10 years old, was 10 years old. He told me, "Mommy, I was flying, and the angels were there with us. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, let us do it again." <laughs> um, well. I had the idea that this energy would change the country. It didn't. (laughs) It didn't in that moment. But in every heart that listened to the the meditation, it made a change. And what people have visualized in that moment, I think they can bring into their life and give the education to their children. And they can talk to their friends. And so it will happen step by step. So it it did change mm-hmm. that day. It just it changed energetically and yeah. that, it used to they, take a while for that to happened, manifest. You know what happened a few weeks later? <laughs> a revolution against the president. <laughs> and they threw well, him. see there? <laughs> yes, they threw him out. <laughs> oh, it's a... It's amazing the changes that occur, which may or may not seem connected, but uh, end up being, uh, because that was a uh, uh, rather repressive regime that was overthrown, wasn't it? Well, um, I think it's it's in the medi- it's in the mentality of this country. They always have democratics, yeah, and they choose the president. But every time it's the same vision, it's the same. <laughs> the president always makes some things that um, the country is not happy. So in that time it was, um, what uh, the name, which I don't remember well. He was Equatorian German with Lebanese kind of roots, something like the very mixed, good mixture. And he learned... He studied in the USA and Harvard, I think. He was very intelligent. He spoke just like a wise man, and everyone was very happy. But when he um, used the money that we had in our accounts, bank accounts, that means we couldn't open our accounts anymore. He used the money to pay the um, debts that the country had. We couldn't use our money, so the poverty started enorm, and the criminality was more. The crime was more, more, more. It was impossible to live in the country. Being an um, 
German person was worse because they thought um, fair hair, blue eyes, big person, he has money, we have to <laughs> catch him to to take the money from him. It was very, very difficult to live there. And so when they threw out the president, they hoped for a better life. The following president, the vice-president, was better. But um, the situation in the country didn't get better because of the financial situation. And I think what we talked before, with the financial system, we cannot be free because we are the slaves of the money. And the country is a big slave of the money, just like everyone. It's so true, and it's interesting to note that human beings are really the only the only creature on the planet that actually has to pay to live here. Yeah. And no you know, no other that, creature on the planet pays to live no. on no. the planet. Only human we beings. We don't have to. We don't have to. <laughs> Our birthright is not that we have to pay. If if it was be would be that we have to pay for every for anything, I think God would give us a money box. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you'd you'd be born with a wallet. Yeah, right, right. This is a word wallet. <laughs> and so we are born with some talents, very good talents and abilities and we can make them grow and we can make it um flourish and feel good to all together, everyone with his own ability. And my vision is also that we will change the school system because what we are living now is a school system that serves only the rich people, the multi-concerns. Um, uh, no, not as concerned. Concern is German. Uh, <laughs> corporations. Corporations, thank you. And what we want to learn we cannot learn, although we are the persons who want to learn what is showing up. But what I wanted to learn, there was no possibility. <laughs> I had to learn it by myself. And I think there are so many other persons also, all the indigo children now that are saying, no, I don't agree with the system, I don't go to school. Oh, my son was one of them. It was very difficult. <laughs> but now, uh, well... All those young people are changing also our world now. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. It's uh, They're going to do amazing things, I'm quite sure. Yeah. Well, do you have other questions of my background? Well, I'm curious how you got to that point where this is what you wanted to do. Um, you say you're, you're um, a holistic healer. How did you get to be a holistic healer? Is this something that you grew up knowing that you were, um, you know, or or did something happen to you to alter your, your life's path? Both, both. I always was very medial. I, I could see things what others couldn't see. I could perceive it with my um, ability to trust because if you always have doubts, you cannot see what is far, far beyond your um, visual eyes, what, what you can see with your physical eyes, but if you can see what is inside of you and you believe in it, you have trust and faith in your own abilities, there, it, will, it will grow. And with the years that I had several different um, problems with my health, I have learned um, alternative ways to stay healthy. And once in Ecuador, I had always problems with my stomach ache. Oh, it was so painful, and I couldn't get rid of it. And once my husband found a book in a street in German language, it was Reiki. And I was not informed about Reiki. I didn't know what it is. When I read the book, I was happy. I said, well, that's what I want. I want someone, a master, who can help me with Reiki to get rid of my stomach ache. But there wasn't anyone. <laughs> I was the, uh, nobody knew really what was Reiki about in Ecuador, and so I asked my inner guide, "What can I do?" And my inner guide told me, "You can ask Doctor Usui." I said, "But this man is dead." And they said, "So what?" <laughs> 
okay, I visualized Dr. Usui, who came to me floating, and I asked him, please, can you help me? My stomach hurts so much, and I want your help. But there was no reaction. So I asked him again, well, please be so kind and help me, because it hurts so much, and I know that you can help me. Please help me. No reaction. So I started to cry. I was really <laughs> so unhappy because this person didn't react. And it was so real. It was so real. And I asked again, and I promised I will help everyone who can, who I can help when you help me. And then he opened his eyes, made a movement with a hand. And in that moment, I felt just like a flash came into a trunk, into a um, tree, yeah, uh, and make t ma uh, opens the tree, and I was the tree in that moment, and the flash came from his hand, and I felt from the first chakra until the last one, everything is opened in light. Wow, this is it, incredible! And I was so thankful, and I was crying for thankfulness. <laughs> we were giving giving us a big hug, and when he floated away from my vision. I came back to earth and saw my hands on my eyes. And I said, what is that? Why are my hands upon my eyes? That was incredible, but it was fantastic. And then I put my hands on my stomach because I thought the hand had to be there because my stomach hurts. But the hands came up. <laughs> and from that moment, I felt that I was not alone in the room. I had help us. And later I told my, uh, three days later I had no stomach ache anymore. It was gone. Yeah. And I told my doctor, an alternative healer also, I told her, well, everything is gone. I feel fine. And I told her about my situation and she said, that is what people are waiting for here. Please, they are a person with cancer in the mamas. She wants someone who helps in this way. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please hold on. I want to know if this really happens. I have to see if this is really true because I have to wait some three, four weeks if this really is sustainable. And one month later, she came to me and asked me, well, Sylvia, are you now ready to help the, can the person with cancer? Well, I said, well, I can do my best. I don't know, but I feel this inner guidance, and my guidance will know what to do. And so it happened. One after the other person came to my consultory, and I could help, listening only what they told me in my inner world, and I gave the information what the other people needed. And so in that moment, it was created um, meditations to forgive, another meditation to detach, and the third meditation to begin a new, work, a new life. And that was so successful. It was incredibly, incredibly successful, together with uh, flower remedies and uh, giving them understanding who they are as a human being. And so... I can say 90% of the persons who came to my consultory left happy and with the time they changed so much that the human that the body can heal himself. It was great, it was fantastic. It was incredible. <laughs> and so the television uh, asked me to come to talk about it and later on we had a radio program just like you have once in a week, and people called us, what can I do in this situation and the other situations? And they asked me also to help them in life situations, not only in situations of health problems. And so I started to give some seminars and workshops. And it was really good. But the crime situation in Ecuador was so strong that we tried, we couldn't stand it anymore. My husband and my son, they lived very difficult situations in the streets. I was not so much in the street. I was at home or in my consultory that was also at home. 
and my husband and my son, they lived there in the crime scene <laughs> because um, armed persons in the street stopped cars to rob other cars and to kill people who are inside and other situations, really, really, really terrible situations. And so we decided to left Ecuador in 2001. And in Germany, I have no right to work the same way. <laughs> the law is different. Mm. They don't let me. <laughs> right. Regulations, licenses, certificates. Oh, yes. Um, so it's I part thought. of that borders thing that we mentioned earlier. It's just a mess. Do holistic healing in Germany? Sorry? You can't do holistic healing in Germany? No. I have to I learn... Um, Oh, do you say it in English? Chiropractic. I will tip it into the Google translation. Chiropractic. Chiropractic. I don't know. I will see it. No, no. No, chiro chiropractic is that's English. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Healing yeah. practitioner. Doc, doc, doctor of uh, uh, chiropractic. Here it's, it's uh, called healing practitioner. Well, it's ah, important. Okay. Um, yeah. It takes three years and it's very expensive. And they and I have lost my intention. I said, well, I've come. I have told Dr. Usui that I will help all those who come to me who need my help, and I did it for years, and now it's okay. If there are other people who need my help who come to me and say, please help me, I am there to help them. But I won't. Um, um, I won't pay so much money to learn healing practitioner, and later maybe I won't uh, have enough income to pay all the debts that I have to make to pay the um, high to get the certificate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's a mess. That was um, that was the <laughs> So I we have the same thing here in the United States, particularly for just counseling. Uh, if they you know, if you're going to, they say, well, what do you mean by counseling? I say, well, people have, you know, em emotional problems, you know, things. Mm -hmm. and, and, okay, well, what do you do? I say, well, we talk. It's, you know, mm -hmm. oh, so you're a therapist. And you say, well, yes. And they say, okay, well, you got to get, you got to go to school to be a psychologist. You can't just do that. <laughs> um, I have a, a, a fellow that I've worked with, a very talented hypnotherapist, very talented, mm -hmm. and uh, studied at a university in Louisiana. But um, hypnotherapy is reserved for psychologists and psychiatrists in Texas. So he had to go and get a certificate that really uh, didn't have anything to do with his hypnotherapy practice, but it lets him hypnotize people. Yeah, it, It's the silliest thing. I, it, people should be judged on their merits and their talents, not, oh. you know, you know what I've made? the fact they went to school. <clears throat> when I couldn't work in my talents, I started to work with another talent. I can write. I'm a good writer. I was going to ask about this New Age yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Uh, it's um, Reise zurück ins Licht means journey back to light. Mm -hmm. And it's a novel filled with my experiences and uh, to make a better dramatic situation also with fantasy. And so it's a round history. It's put in three, in three different chapters and three different books. The first is The Awakening, that shows people how to awaken and what is life all about and life and love. The second part is The Ascension, how we can use these knowledges to climb out <laughs> of our uh, life situations and make better. And also in this second part, I'm writing about the big hug because I had to let this energy flow because it was not right what I was uh, dreaming about. My vision was not completed. <laughs> so I took it also in the second part of the um, novel where people are giving hand to hand from Chile to Canada and the energy is flowing all around the planet Earth and people are making a better life. Oh, it was so fantastic. I love this vision. And the last part of the trilogy, trilogy is um, 
being or stay in your being. And that is the wise part. Really wise to learn how to stay inside your center and let the love flow and observe how the life is changing. Of course, the vision is, um, or better, not the vision, the novel is really um, full packed of energy and, and dramatic situations. And the last part talks also about extraterrestrial help or uh, contrapoints that are not interested that we have our five, uh, five dimension um, experience. And so it is until the last step in the book that they, they don't know how it will happen. Will we uh, reach the fifth dimension or not? But we will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> And I'm talking also about future possibilities, how our life is changing. Um, well, the first part is experiences from the past. The second part is experiences from the past and also visions in the future. And the th third part is also only visions in the future. But also together with Ho'oponopono, with um, um, the knowledges about self-healing, and how is life on the other side of the whale? And so it's not in English until now. <laughs> it's in German and Spanish until now, but not in English. Well, I'm sure it will be at some point. I'll. Uh, uh, I have a good friend that's uh, a uh, light worker. I guess you could use the term. Um, that's uh, in Austria. But uh, she has a pretty good uh, German language group that she has on Facebook. So uh, I'll I'll connect you guys and see if because uh, I think that well I know they would love your books. Uh huh. Uh, I know Sonja Baumgartner. So uh, she is also on Facebook and also working in a light grid in Austria. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, folks, to find you and the information about Big Hug on the. Uh, uh, on the web would be to go to www.bighug-2012.de and then just select your language down the left side of the page. Um, and uh, we'll, of course, have links to that and uh, information on uh, Sylvia. Is there, are there any other websites that you would like uh, uh, people to visit, maybe about your books or, or uh, anything mm. of those? Well, I have my own website, but it's only in German. Yeah, okay. Sylvia-Verklere, also K-L-A-E. No, it's in Spanish. <laughs> Sylvia with um, S-Y-L-V-I-A uh -huh. minus, Haifa you say, no? <laughs> uh, yeah, minus. Well, tell them in German. It's a German page. We, okay. we have listeners that... Uh, uh, that German. are German as well. Well, my name is Sylvia Clare, and so Sylvia, just like I described, minus K L A E R E, K L A E R E dot D E. That's my name, Sylvia Clare. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And there are some that can they can well. read. They uh, they can read a little bit about the books, in German and in Spanish, but. Uh, in English, wonderful. But what I oh, have done, yeah, but it's not, it's not ready. <laughs> no, it's okay. It'll come one day. When it's ready, it'll come. Okay. Uh, but I know that it mentions your uh, your trilogy right there at the end on the Big Hug website, and so it left me curious. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that, uh, and uh, and I just want to really thank you for uh, spending time with us uh, today. And I have to thank you so much. You both, <laughs> fantastic. Well, thank you. It was a real joy for us. Okay. And I hope we will see you again next time with the information about how was the big hug. Yes. <laughs> yes We're going to have to have you back on after, after the event um, so that you can tell us what a, an amazing success it was. Well, if you are part of it, there you will There will be a lot of it. success stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, great to know you both. All right, folks, we appreciate you joining us uh, this evening and uh, for this special edition. And uh, 
Join us every Tuesday and Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, U.S. Eastern Standard Time, New York City time. Uh, and we, because we have a lot of exciting guests coming up, and uh, and we always get into some uh, really juicy discussions. So. Uh, Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.